Welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. This episode is being released during the second week of February in 2024. So you know what that means. This is Valentine's Week. And a few months ago in January, we did a series called Wellness Wednesday Webinars. And Thomas Castro, who is a licensed family therapist, came out and talked about how to have better relationships. So I thought this would be a great time to release that podcast. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. And this week, we're going to talk about some relationship health issues, how to have better relationships. We have Thomas Castro uh, presenting today. He's a former um guest of our podcast and he helps uh he helps with relationships so uh hey thomas how are you i'm good david thank you for having me on i appreciate being able to sit down for us to talk again it's it's kind of a cool experience well this is it's such an important topic and you know we were talking that i'm hitting 25 years of of marriage in june and and that really truly is it's a beautiful thing it's a miracle but it's not always easy and it's not always perfect and and um I, it takes work. So I, I would love for, to, to get your um, tips on, on how some of our listeners can have better relationships, better marriages. But before that, let's talk just a little bit about your background mm-hmm. and, and your qualifications and things like that. Okay. Well, um, so I am Thomas Castro, as you said, I, um, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist here in California. Um, I, I have been working as a therapist in my own practice for the the past probably I've been probably seven years now. Um, and then before that, I worked at a children's mental health clinic um, and always kind of been around helping people um, in general. But recently, within the last three years or so, I've really focused on being able to help couples um, to do their relationship different um, as a licensed and marriage and family therapist. Uh, I, Everybody can come into me, not just couples. So I work with people with anxiety and depression and different things that they have going on um, mentally. So I I have or emotionally as well. So I have my own private practice and it's online uh, only. Me and my wife also have something that we do called Shine Campus. And at the Shine Campus, we we consider it like a mental, emotional gym so that, uh, you know, basically people could come in and get their mental, emotional workout. Um, and the whole goal is that we just get better. And so I think that's why you and I kind of are able to hit off, hit it off pretty good. We want people to just have better lives and to have better experience in life. And we try to take what we've learned from other people and what we've learned ourselves and give it to other people so that they may not have the same kind of growth curve that, that we had. So that their, their opportunities happen quicker for them. I like it. You know, you don't drift to financial success. You don't drift to physical health. Um, and you don't drift to having good relationships. It has to be purposeful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't like that because I don't like being purposeful. I want everything just to be easy and 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 let me drift. and work perfectly, but that's just not the way it works. So right. uh so yeah, so you had a few tips about um relational health and, and relationships. So let's jump right on in and, and let's talk about those. Yeah, so I do. I have I have four tips and, and if we could make it to it, I have a bonus one that I think is is going to be really useful to everybody. And so the first one is that I want to go over is changing the narrative about your relationship. And so 
the thing that I see when people come in a lot of times is that they have this focus that says, if my partner changes, then I'm going to be okay. If they can do something else. Because I'm I'll so freaking awesome. <laughs> and uh, if they would change, everything would be great. Right, right. And you know, it, it, so what happens is we get like that because of the hard scenarios that we face in life. So usually there's been some kind of, I'll use the word abuse. Everybody might not call it that, but there's been some kind of hardship to where we've looked at things outside of us and said, man, that hardship caused me hurt. So now our go-to is to be able to look around us to try to resolve problems. Well, we actually need to be able to flip that narrative. And the flip on that narrative says, actually, if I do things differently, I'm going to be okay. Hmm. Right. And thinking like that gives us a different kind of interaction in our relationship. And we'll sneak back into, or I watch my couples as I work with them through this concept, sneaking back into the idea, but I'm doing everything, but my partner isn't doing what they need to do. And we, and that's never true, right? I mean, it's always like my perspective, it's easy until we see the other person's faults easier Mm -hmm. than it is to see your own. Right. But it's never like the other person's totally wrong and and one person's totally right. Right. Yeah. And, and, And I think even if that other person is in the wrong, I can't necessarily do something to them to make them be better. Right. Now I can do something in interaction with, and we'll get to one. That's one of our tips. We'll get to that. But the key is that as long as I fight somebody else, I always do this um, good thing. We're on video. We have video as much as podcasts, but I put my forearms up. Right. And usually what we do whenever we go to somebody and think like, hey, you need to change for us to be all right. They put their forearms up or their fists up. And now we're getting we're getting something that looks more like combat instead of getting, you know, being able to hug each other. So we got to be able to drop that experience and create something different. The only way to create it is to understand that everybody's doing their own fight. And I don't want to participate in fighting against somebody. If anything, I want to side with them. Right. And, And for me to do that, I have to have a different kind of narrative. And so that narrative is um. I need to do something different for me to be okay and for me to make a difference in my own life, right? Um, so what, what's an example? Let, let's say like a typical example. There may be um, a husband and wife and and maybe there's just kind of a typical issue that they just, they bicker about or it just, they have a disagreement about. Um, you know, you say change the narrative, but like, what does that mean? What is the, the person who is changing the narrative in their mind? Like, like what do they do or what do they not do? Right. So let's say that the um, the husband gets home and the wife or and the dishes are not done, but the husband has a feeling that man, if the dishes were done inside of the sink, like I would be okay, mm-hmm. right? And instead of us having that old narrative, like if they would have done something, instead we come home and we pay attention to something else. What do I need to do different in this moment to make this situation? have a different kind of interaction between us. It's not about getting the dishes done. Those those will, that's a different topic. It's about cre- creating and continuing the relationship. So what do I need to do to make sure that there's peace in my heart so that I can focus on that? So when I see the dishes aren't done and I can notice that I have that expectation or that idea that says, if they would have done the dishes, I would have been fine. Instead, as a husband, I think like, I wanna pay more attention to what's going on with my wife how are how is she doing 
what what more does she need to say? Like, I want to pay more attention to those kinds of things, right? And so it's switching on that thought that she didn't need to do anything else for me to be okay. I'm the one who had to have a different kind of mindset about how things go and what needs to go on in our relationship, right? Okay. So it's being able to have that self-talk on the inside. And that's really what it is, is a self-talk. A lot of the things we'll talk about today are, are what you're, how you're narrating things inside of your mind to create the challenges on the outside in interaction with your partner. Yeah. I mean, so much of, of like my problems and your problems and our problems, don't they start between our ears and how, what we tell ourselves about, and I guess that's the narrative, right? But um, you could either tell yourself, man, she's so lazy. She didn't do the dishes and I've been working all hard all day. Or you can maybe have a different narrative. You know, what, did she have a hard day? Is there, did, was there something going on with the kids? Is there some way that I could help her to have a better, um, you know, a better relationship or, or what can I do to make things easier? Right. They're kind of the same problem, but two different approaches. Right. Right. And it might not even be, it might not even be that the dishes that in your mind, it might not be that the dishes are even that important. I care about the relationship more than I do the dishes. Can I make that switch over in my in my mind? And so they say that negative erasing negative thinking is more important than having positive thinking. Really? So and we and this is going to that's actually probably a highlight of everything that we'll talk about today is that if we can not have this mindset that my partner is not enough, my partner isn't doing this, my partner, you know, is is whatever negative scenario if we can erase that, we're going to change what goes on. Well, what's the best way to erase that? We'll focus on the things that you could do better. All right. Okay. I love it. No, I, I think that's great. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been learning a lot this year just about mindset and, and I guess narrative is almost a different word for that. And just how important it is and everything from building relationships to just, you know, eating the right things to building a business, you know, what we tell ourselves is hugely, hugely important. So awesome. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so number, number two. Yeah. So number two actually is how it, it goes into more of the how of, of our first one. So what's the difference that we actually need to have? Well, or what's the difference that we actually need to have in our, in our mind to, to do things differently? Okay. So the first thing that we're going to, to request is we always say, look, I want to have a different kind of relationship. We might even tell our partner that, right? We might tell our friends that. Um, but in order for us to have something else, we need to be doing something else. Hmm. Right. And so the actions become really important. The hardest thing about that, if we just leave it there is our actions come from who we are being. Right. So who we are being becomes the most important thing. And we started alluding to this as we were talking about our first one of being able to change the, the narrative. Who we're being comes from a couple of different things that I want um, our, our audience to be able to know about. And so the first thing that I think on the who we are being concept is, are you living a fulfilled life? Because if you're not, you're going to keep having the negative narrative that says my partner needs to change. Well, what does a fulfilled life encompass? And um, at another time or, or people are free to, to reach out to me, I'll go into detail, detail about all these things. But for the most part, there's three things that we need to be able to do to live a fulfilled life. One is creating, one is connecting, and the third one is contributing. Hmm. 
right? So I need to be pursuing those things on my on a daily basis for me to be able to stay in focus and be the person that I need to be that's going to do the things that are going to create the things that I want to have. Okay. So being able to be fulfilled that way is a huge deal. Well, how do I get to being fulfilled? And if we fill our life up with these things, it it allows us to be more focused on these things than we are focused on our partner's um, negative actions or what they're not doing. Okay. Mm. So what is it? What the highest version of us lives in this place, if we're honest, right? If we focus on doing good, and if we are make sure that we're not comparing ourselves to others and we realize that we have our own traits that will contribute to the to um to the life of our ourselves and our marriage okay so between those two things trying to find the highest version of yourself and um living a fulfilled life you have plenty to do in the being category right so this is really important because if we don't understand that being is the start of everything we will constantly go to our partner. Wow. Yeah. Right. So if we're, but if we're willing to say, look, there's a couple of things that I need to be focused on. How am I going to focus on those? And we go to those, those three things that help with fulfillment and the three things that help with the, uh, reaching the highest version of ourselves, then everything changes for us. Okay. And it's a lifetime of, of doing, there is no, it's like going to the gym. You had somebody on for health last week. It's not a stopping point for that. It's not I'm going to do it on Monday and then stop on on Tuesday. It's a constant and it becomes a lifestyle. Okay. Yeah, no, it it definitely takes work and it has to be, again, have that, that purposefulness uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. So our third tip that I want to be able to give is um, how to be influential. So here's the problem. We really believe and we can't shake this idea that says that, but wait a minute, like I've been the kind, it happens all the time in therapy. I've been the kindest person. I'm doing everything that you say, Thomas, and my partner is still rude or, you know, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They talk to me this way and I can't put up with that. You know, what, whatever that scenario is, it continues to be a battle, right? How do we influence other people? That becomes a really important concept for us to look at. Like, what is my ability to influence? Well, the first caveat that we have to have is you can't change other people's behaviors. Whose behavior can we change? Like we only have the ability to change our own behavior. And we need to be able to admit that and make it a powerful thing versus a powerless thing. All right. In order to make it a powerful thing, we need to understand our influence on other people. Okay. So what is my influence? Well, what gets somebody to listen or to participate in the things that we have is if we can change how we we get somebody to focus on the situation, right? So there's two different kinds of of um, of faith. There's a faith that things will not happen, and then there's a faith that things will happen, right? So the thing that we call the thing the faith that that uh, that things will not happen is called doubt. When we say that somebody has faith in something, we usually are saying that they believe that it will happen, right? How do we convert that? How do we make sure that we can create that scenario of faith that things will happen? Well, it's a it's the idea that says, um, I need to help somebody believe in something different. 
So in your relationship, if you use love, love, it gets people to put their guard down so that they don't have this lack of hope or a lack of faith in a scenario. Right. So us being able to change that is a big deal. When you can help somebody have faith in what you're doing, then they start moving in a different kind of way. And that way is more ambitious, which means more cooperation. When you get them to hesitate, if you build up like a sense of of I'm not going to be there for you or I'm going to criticize you type scenario, then it creates an anxiousness for them. And then that makes them feel like they cannot do that situation. And so they actually do the opposite of what you want, right? So the biggest thing here is to create something inside or help somebody else to have inside of them this sense that like, I want to be a part of it. I believe in what we're doing. And the only way to do that is if you're not interacting with your fears and your anxiousness, right? Instead, if you're inter interacting with your faith and your love, then you get somebody to be ambitious, okay? So that's a really important um, way of understanding our interaction. So we have to stay on track. I don't affect changes by, by telling somebody they have a negative behavior as much as I do by being able to love and wrap my arms around somebody, okay? Any questions about that? So is that um, some version of... Um, you know, being positive gets better results than being negative towards people, or is is that over overly simplifying what you just said, or or is that a kind of a nutshell? Yeah. So here's what is the positive and negative. You're creating a positive vibration versus a negative vibration, because the negative vibration stirs anxiety and hesitation in people. It's the it kicks off their fight or flight mechanism in relationships. Right. So the vibration is what you're kind of focused on creating. How do I create a positive vibration in somebody? So that's why I wouldn't just it wouldn't be just positive thinking. It's actually creating a positive vibration and, and creating a, the difference between positive thinking and creating a positive vibration is it's like settling a baby. Right. So whenever I'm holding the baby and have and I have my hand over their heart, then it helps them to feel and sense the security Versus saying, hey, just think positive. Your mommy's coming back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Go ahead. Like try the, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you put your hand over their heart, they settle. Right. It's because you created a positive vibration. And so it's that same kind of sense. It really never changes. Even as adults, we need some sense of like getting a hand over our heart type scenario. Okay. So how do you know what your spouse would interpret as a positive vibration? Um what I might want as a positive vibration, I guess we're not mind readers is, is what I'm meaning to say. And I don't know if that's almost kind of a love language question, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, especially if, if you're newlywed or anything like that, like, well, do you just ask your spouse, you know, how, do, when you're in a bad mood, how do you want me to treat you? You know, what yeah. can I do to, to show support for you? Or what are some ways that you can know the best ways to give like the right vibration to your partner? Right, right. So that's such a cool question. Um, so the first thing is to remember is you can't change somebody else, right? That's the first thing is I can't change. I can get information, but sometimes we don't know, right? And sometimes it doesn't even feel good to inform and then do. So what is the, the situation? Yes, I love having a conversation and being open about that. I love that, especially whenever the emotions drop out. It's going to be useful to have that conversation and reflect 
But in, in any kind of moment, it's useful for us to do the loving thing no matter what, even if you don't think that that loving thing matches. It's the fear-inspired interaction that creates something else. So what are fear-inspired inter interactions? Fear-inspired interactions say, look, if I don't say this, then I'm not going to get what I want. If I don't say this, I'm not going to get the behavior that I, I need to get. Instead, it's more like, look, in my relationship, I want to interact in a loving way. Right. So just having that as a guide, like what's the most loving thing that I can do right now instead of what's what's the thing that I can do to help this person do something different. Right. So it's just that simple switch because you may not get it right. You don't you won't always get it right. But the constant of love creates the vibration that we need. OK. And so love literally, if we ask not. ourselves, what's the most loving thing I can do right now? I mean, how life changing would that be? You know, yeah. not what's the easiest thing I could do or how can I fix this? Mm -hmm. You know, it's what's the most loving thing I could. I mean, you just gave me a really good tip. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. It is a big mm -hmm. deal. And, and so uh, I don't want people to misinterpret. Sometimes love love is not like nice. That's you know, true. a lot of people think a heart whenever, it, but sometimes it's not, it's not like say a nice thing like, oh, you look really good right now. It's, it's sometimes it's not that sometimes it's giving space. Look, I, I noticed you're upset. I'm going to be here whenever you're ready. Uh, and I'm going to give you the space that you need. Right. So it, it's, it's, it could be um, empowerment too. It could be security. Like it doesn't always have to look like say a nice thing right now, you know, don't don't uh don't ruin their mood or or don't make them worse like it it's not about those kinds of things it's more about moving in a way that says i want to be connected and i'm going to make sure that that happens okay i love it i love yeah. that that's that's really really good i'm going to take that and use that uh uh in in, in our next 25 years yeah i love it i love it at some rate, I'm sure that that you're already implementing these just to get to this spot and so i, I you know i it's exciting to know that. Um, so yeah, so in order for us to 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 have something to do to interact with each other, we need to understand how to be influential in a useful way. I guess us understanding how to be influential in a negative way is helpful too, so we can stay away from that. Okay. All right. So there on the fourth one, I actually want to give some things that that we can do in our relationships to really put a charge into our relationship. Okay. And so uh, the first thing that I say that is useful for us to be able to put a charge is raise up the touch amount, right? And every couple will have their own um, version of what this looks like, but make sure that you're touching as a couple. You know, you can't go a morning without getting a hug or more or having a, a simple hand on a shoulder or holding hands Whatever that scenario is, you want to try to raise it up. And if you say to me, Thomas, we already touch, I'm going to say, let's let's multiply it times two. Right. Um, because we there, you can't do enough of it. And it really does charge our relationship. OK. The second thing is for us to increase our acknowledgement. So we can go days by accident just because we're busy. It might not even be anything vicious where we're not acknowledging the useful things that our partner does. And then all of a sudden they do something that we don't like and then we're quick to jump on that scenario. So if we can um, make deposits by saying, look, I'm going to 
acknowledge constantly what it is that my partner is doing well, what I appreciate about my partner, what I like about our relationship, then it's going to be useful to putting a charge in your relationship because you have the deposits that you need inside of your relationship with those. Okay. The third one is for us to be able to schedule money, spiritual and, um, and conversation time. Right. So, um, I think that, that, those things need to be a weekly schedule. So if you don't already as a couple have it on your schedule, I want to make sure that we have those scheduled in, even if it's 15, 20 minutes that we're doing. Um, I'm sure for you, David, you know how important it is to stay on top of the money scenario. And so if a couple is having that conversation, it's less likely to be a reactive conversation if you have it scheduled because you're always talking about it ahead of time um, before things um, get out of control. And then spiritually, I think it's useful for you to figure out as a couple, like, what are we doing? You know, and the more uh, everybody's spiritual looks different, but the more that you guys can connect around that and be familiar with each other's spiritual goals, um, everything changes. Okay. So I wanted then, to jump in just with, you said, with acknowledgement, um, a couple of years ago, I was in um Bible study group and, and, uh, hmm, was just talking about some some business struggles that I was having. And and these were legitimate struggles. They were, you know, we had a, a team member that did not do well. And I think we had some revenue issues. And after the meeting, a guy that I just knew just from passing, he was in the group, but I wouldn't have called him a friend. I knew his name. He came up to me and he said, I just want to let you know, like, that's hard. Like what you're going through is hard. And 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 I could see how you would you'd be having a tough time. And I just felt like so relieved that it's like, I'm not crazy. This actually is a hard time and somebody's acknowledging it. And, and I, I told him, I took him to lunch weeks later. I said, that was really important. What you said to me to kind of just validate that number one, it's okay to be stressed out. It's okay to be, you know, a little bit flustered. Um, and, and these are legitimate problems and it really helped me just for you to acknowledge, you know, he didn't fix anything. I mean, the problems he couldn't, they weren't his to fix, but just acknowledging that, just made me feel just so validated. So, yeah. and I think with, with our partners and our spouses that we're just that much more closer to, I could see how that could be a game changer, you know, as, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And usually we're accidentally doing the opposite. I like that example because um, it shows that somebody was willing to step past the hardship of the turmoil that you were facing. And I think we do that in, in our relationships frequently where we try to keep it from being a negative scenario so we don't go to the hardest parts, you know, and we don't acknowledge like, hey, you're, you're going through something hard. I'm willing to listen to it, you know, because if we, we feel like if we just keep it silent, then we can pass on that scenario, you know, and it'll be easy. Acknowledgements does cost us more than acknowledging usually. And I'm, you know, I want us all to be aware of that as we're saying that, you know, it means another conversation probably later, you know, it means that we're going to probably connect at some rate. And frankly, some of us are afraid of that connection, but like in your example, you were willing to go a step further to make another connection, you know, um, and in our relationships, the more we do that, it actually breeds that kind of success. And so, yeah, it, it's right on. Excellent example for how much that 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 can make a difference inside of each one of us. And then also what it it um, bottoms out as how it keeps just growing those scenarios. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our fourth, our fourth one that I think, you know, is we'll put an ultimate charge into our relationship is for us to be able to create a shrine. So usually a shrine is 
something that's holy or uh, it's related religiously. But in this case, if you can, in your space, wherever that is, your office or whatever that scenario is, create, uh, it could even be on your, your computer desktop, uh, create a shrine of your partner, pictures and mementos and things that allow you to value and see the value daily of your partner. Um, and, and so what we're trying to do with all these charges is, yes, we want to inject something into our relationship, some goodness, but we're also trying to build our mind so that we can see the right things about our partner. So I actually started with the idea that says, like, it needs to be you who understands the behavior changes more than anything. Right. And so in order to do that, though, what are the things? Well, put something up of your partner like a shrine that helps to create, you know, um, the right kind of focus about the partner. So you don't want angry pictures like them going like this to you or anything like that. But you want things where you guys have gone on vacations and, you know, different kinds of scenarios like that. Okay. Now, so I, I really like that. And I think that's another purposeful tip. And I think that also we're human beings, right? And and neither party is perfect. And we have to purposefully look for the good in each other as well, don't we? And because sometimes, and as, as someone who, like I said, will be married for 25 years in a few more months, you know, sometimes we just legitimately piss each other off. And, mm -hmm. and if you allow yourself to dwell on, well, she pissed me off, she did this. And, and even mm -hmm. if it is a legitimate thing, or you could choose to say, okay, that's fine. You know, that's a 0.01% of the time issue. And the rest of the time, look at all these beautiful qualities and let's focus on those and not the negatives. And, mm -hmm. You know, I think that could be a, a game changer as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, well, the one thing I want to acknowledge is that as much as we're saying these things quickly, I know that these things are hard to do. Like, I know it's hard to sh shift over our mind. I know that the narratives that we that we have are embedded from not just this relationship, but all of our life experiences and. And so I know that it's not easy. I think it's worth people going back and reviewing some of the different pieces in here and and being able to staple some to their to their you know um, to their desk and and just be able to work on something every week you know um, because it's it's constant you know even though we're giving four things here like these are constant scenarios that will really build on your relationship. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a bonus. Should we give out that bonus? Let's hear a bonus, man. I like it. Uh, Okay, so we need to be able to create conversations in our interaction around two concepts instead of arguing about situations. All right. So a lot of times uh, couples will come in to me and they will say um, something, the argument that's constant in their house, like um, I'm not being acknowledged and maybe that per the other partner is spending a lot of time away. Right. And the first thing that we do is we settle on on these two things. One of the people in the relationship will have a need to be respected and to be free. And another person in the relationship will have a need to be loved and to feel security. Right. And while those things might initially be something that people say, well, there are two different ends of the map. They actually go together. I want to have arguments and conversations around those things versus having arguments and conversations around other situations because the situations just represent those things, right? So um, how does security and freedom go together? 
the way that they go together is um, if we compare it to something like um, like driving, there are rules to the road that give us the ability to be free to drive where we want to drive. Yeah. And so the idea that those rules are there create a security for us to go 55 miles down the road, like 55 miles per hour down the road on any given street. Right now, the idea that somebody wouldn't follow those makes us hesitant to be who we are in those scenarios. So if I have a need for security and love in my relationship, it's going to come from the idea that somebody else has freedom and is, is able to express that and be in the relationship as well. So they go together. If we're willing to say, look, me being able to be supportive to somebody helps me to get the security that I want, right? Me being able to love somebody helps me to get the freedom that I want, right? Those things go together. And so instead of us pursuing our our goal or our sense that we have automatically inside of us, instead of us just pursuing that, we go to the opposite and we say, look, how do I create this in my relationship? How do I create freedom in my relationship? How do I create supportive and love and respect in my relationship? How do I create those things? And so that becomes the focus instead of the situations, because we're going to always argue about the situations, right? How long you're staying out is a, is a, might be an argument that you can have forever because one person can justify and the other person can't. But the real argument underneath that is there's a love missing, there's a respect missing, there's a freedom wanted, right? All those things, there's a security need, all those things are the real issue. And so if we start dealing with the underlying issues, it changes everything for us. It's a huge bonus because us just understanding that gets us to switch the conversation and build something else in the relationship. Okay. I like that. Mm -hmm. So what's a, what's a practical, a practical way that we can kind of put that, put that in, 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 into, into position like today, or, mm -hmm. you know, give us, give us an example, or maybe, you know, maybe, maybe how it applies in your life or, 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 or one of your, your clients or patients. Yeah. So let's say that you're having an argument with your partner about finances, mm -hmm. right? Um, you can have an argument. It, it might go something like this. Um, hey, we're, we're not going to be able to pay this bill because you went out shopping um, all of the last month and if you wouldn't have been shopping then and then the person says well i really needed to do this and i you know so that becomes the argument but that's not the real argument so what i would invite anybody who's having an argument similar to that or or something else that deals with surface level things i would say to them is hey have a conversation more about um the sense of your fear like what are you afraid of in that moment well, I'm afraid that we don't, we're not going to have all the things that we need to have or that there's there's not a sense of control in our relationship. So we switch the conversations. That's the practical. Switch your conversation over, right, about whatever the thing is. And so we, I mentioned four in there. I said uh, respect, right, freedom. We, we talked about um, love and security. Switch it to one of those four things and how you're afraid of, losing out on one of those things or not having that scenario, 
right? And, and the more you can switch it, then it helps you to have a conversation that matters and that will grow you as a couple. Okay. okay. So the practical version of that is switch the conversation over. When you're having an argument, notice what the underlying is. Now, let's say that you don't catch it before you say it, but as a partner, the partner catches it. And so the partner can say like, hey, I, I, I know that, that the finances are an important scenario and that, you know, you're worried about me spending a lot of money. Um, what, what I will say is that we do need to be more connected around what's going on and the things that we put in place to help our finances. So what did I do? I just responded to the respect and the freedom concept that maybe the other person needed. Right. I just I, I just provided security in that scenario. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the end point of all this is for us to be able to say, look, I'm going to be here and I'm going to fight for us. Right. If we can say that to each other, I'm going to be here and I'm going to fight for us. And then I do those things, then it starts connecting us around a real uh, um, a really higher level of relationship. OK, so, yeah, that that's the practical to me is to have that kind of conversation. So if we went back and and can you read um, read each one of these uh, talking points uh, again, just real quickly? And then I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of how you you help people um, both individually and, and as parts of your your programs. OK, so, yeah, the first one was we changed the narrative about our relationship. We said, you know what, if we can think differently about what's going on at first, the initial thinking that we usually have is I need somebody else to change and do something different for me to be OK. And the narrative I want to change it to is I need to be the one that changes things and does things differently for me to be OK. All right. So that's the new narrative. The second one we talked about was the focus that you need to have in your relationship and so in order for us to get focused um, and have the relationship that we want, we needed to do things differently. But in order for us to do things differently, they need to be, come from our being, right? Who, who we're actually being. And remember, there was three things that we decided that we could focus on to be fulfilled. And that was create, connect, and contribute. And if we're going to reach the highest version of ourselves, which is that's the being aspect, then we need to understand that we're, we're unique we're good and we're honest, right? Um, and then how do I pursue those things on a daily basis, okay? And so that becomes our our focus is to try to be differently, be different than, than what we've been before. And then the third one was how we increase our influence in our relationship, right? And so we talked about if we can frame things differently for our partner to create a um, a faith that things will go well versus a faith that things will not go well, then we'll inspire ambition instead of in inspiring anxiety and hesitation, right? Um, and so that that's a game changer because of all the, the outcomes that, that are different because of that. And so that's how we increase our influence in our relationship. And then we gave four moves um, that could put a charge into any relationship. We talked about the shrine. We talked about being able to schedule conversations around financial and spiritual um, um, goals and, and, and to do's. Um, and then we talked about increasing the acknowledgement of our partner, you know, not waiting till things are negative and mentioning that, but instead having a, um, an account full of deposits of, of great acknowledgement. And then um, we talked about raising our touch amount. OK, and so I think that those um, uh, actions will inject goodness and, and put a good charge into our relationship. 
And then the last one was the bonus. And the bonus was, was us being able to say, look, there's a greater conversation to have. And it's, it's basically the idea that one of you is built to need or built with the need to be uh, respected and free. And the other one is built to, to um, feel loved and secure. And how can we change our conversations to have that discussion versus have entry level things like where did you put X, Y, and Z, or did you do the dishes or are we missing money type scenarios? Okay. Okay. So how does a couple know if, if they need like couples therapy, like actual official therapy from you or, or someone who's, who's a licensed therapist versus, you know, Hey, I just need to maybe change my narrative of you a little bit and we're going to be okay. Like, you know, we have a good marriage, but it's not perfect, but we can kind of um, you know, we can make, make some changes on our own versus, yeah, we, we have issues where we need professional help. Like where's that line or is there a line? So if, if, if we think about it, like, um, it takes a village to, to raise a child type scenario. It's always a good idea to have in your life an outside person, at least, that you can go to, that you both, when you come to a disagreement, that you can go to. Now, that might not always be a counselor. It might be somebody in your church or somebody in your guys' circle that you you constantly um, can go to if there's disagreements, right? Or if there's a disagreement. And then you do everything that that person says. So if that person says, like, here's your disagreement and this is what I recommend you do, then you you go ahead and follow that scenario. Okay, so that's always a good idea. As far as counseling goes, there sometimes are issues that I think um, are so deep in us that we just can't do it. Like, or we feel like we can't do it differently, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's too late once you know, like, I'm, we're getting a divorce to to go in a lot of times, like. That's that's too late, but at least have it on your radar already to where you're starting to make a relationship with a counselor um, so that you have that as a part of making a good relationship. You know, I always see counseling like the gym versus like a doctor's office. So in the doctor's office, you go in, and you're like, hey, doc, I got a broken arm. Can you fix it? He's like, here's your cast. You know, t- let's take it off in eight eight weeks, whatever the scenario is. Well, when you do it that way with therapy, it's usually too far gone. Right. So therapy is more like a gym membership. If you can sense that things are not going well, start getting involved. Even if it was like I put out YouTube content all the time. Right. Even if it was that that's that's putting a a counselor in your life. Right. It's not a formal like we went in type scenario, but that's putting a counselor in your life. So start being able to just research and reach out that way um and and start getting involved and i think that will save a whole lot of heartache and for sure when things do get super difficult and you're leaning towards man i don't know how to repair this seek advice right um and, and usually seek more than than one because you never know how how it'll look in there okay okay so i could imagine somebody watching this webinar and saying you know what I need help or I like this guy and I, I just like his, his, his philosophies. I like his information. How might they find you? And and what are some of the ways that, that you help, um, help people both, you know, maybe individually or, or, or couples or, or in your group programs? Yeah. So uh, the best way to find me is the shine campus.com. You know, if you go to the shine campus.com, you'll be able to, to uh, reach me from there. Um, 
the way that I think I help couples is, um, so I don't tell everybody this, but I have a spiritual background for myself. And I think that that gives me um, a different kind of advantage to being able to help people. And I understand that overall people are um, have the ability to to do more than they give themselves credit for. And so I interact with people that way. You know, you and I were talking a little bit about homelessness before we got on. And, and I probably alluded to a little bit of that same concept is I think we need to give people more credit um, for who they are. And I try to do that in the therapeutic room as well. In counseling, I try to say to people, like, it's just a matter of you becoming more aware of who you are. And so we start really revealing that, you know, we start seeing that, man, I'm, I am capable of doing my relationship differently. I am capable of leading my life differently. Um, the other big thing that happens is a lot of times, it's not that we don't realize that we're struggling because of all the hard things that we've been through. And that's an important thing for us to be able to unwrap is like, what have we been through? And what are some of the things that we need to do um, to process those hardships? And so when people come in, we focus on realizing who they are and we focus on unwrapping the things that have taken them away from that so that they can they can be more aware of it and utilize that because it's greatness for sure and and talk to me about um about the shine campus what about the, your your programs and and how you work with people yeah so um the shine campus is is my uh, mental emotional gym and so the goal is and it has a membership um, attached to it. The goal is that people are able to go in there and get information. Uh, weekly, I, I put out a, um, I put out a couple of different um, conversations, a Sunday strength conversation. And then on Tuesday, I have a coffee hangout that I do. Um, and then on Mondays, I usually have like a, a financial um, reading or, or book reading that I do. Um, and so those things are just helpful. And then every once in a while, like we potentially have somebody coming in who will do some journaling with our group. Um, in the past, I've done anxiety um, court classes inside of there. And so it's just different things to really help um, people mentally, emotionally inside of the Shine Campus. And then me and my wife actually do um, something we call lunch date. Um, and so we we go over some important relationship topics inside of the lunch date that will help people to end their arguments and be headed the opposite way of, of divorce, which into a, a thriving uh, marriage. And so we also do that in there too. Well, that's a beautiful thing. So anybody that's listening, if you go to the Shine Campus, that's www.theshinecampus.com, check it out and take the the, the tidbits from this webinar, these are just kind of a tip of an iceberg, but but there's some things I'm going to take back to my life and to my marriage that I think are going to make some huge changes. So take these, and um, if, if there are deeper issues that you just feel like you need help with, contact Thomas, contact somebody local, contact somebody that's that that you trust and get help. We don't need to to struggle through relationships. There are there is help out there. And I'm always a proponent of working with experts, whether that's with your money or um, I'm actually meeting tomorrow with Steve Pumphrey that spoke last week about some uh, some diet nutrition tips or I'm going to meet personally with him because this is an area where I need his support. I need his expertise and I want you know the result that he's going to get me to help me to get. 
um, dropping a few pounds is going to be worth it. So um, I'm going to get him to help. And 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 if you have some areas in relationships where you need help, just make sure to get the help and and, and make sure to work with a therapist or or, or a counselor of some sort so that uh, you're moving in the right direction. All right, everybody, thanks for uh, tuning in and check out theshinecampus.com. Okay, so I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Thomas Castro about relationships. I try to bring information to the podcast that is not only financial related, but information that can help all of us to have better lives. And I certainly hope that that did this for you. So until next episode, I wish everybody a blessed week. The information contained herein included but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other materials obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completedness. These materials are provided for informational purposes only and should not be used for or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Path performance is not indicative of any